0: Dan Carmody, the president of Eastern Market Partnership. We've been trying to think how many years we've been talking to you in this position, Dan.
1: It's going on 16, P.W. Smith.
0: 16 years. uh, And everything's been going very well. As uh, Ann and I talked earlier, you've been growing and uh, offering uh, new things. And it's not been easy. You've been through a lot. But the Eastern Market Partnership, uh, the nonprofit that manages Detroit's Eastern Market... Uh, You've kept up with what you've set out to do, the mission of nourishing a healthier, wealthier, happier Detroit. You've been doing it since uh, 1891 before you got there, but 16 years of impressive service for you, Dan, and I hope you're going to keep doing it for a while.
1: I'm I'm still in the saddle for a while. We're actually looking at one of our uh, biggest opportunities since I've been here, and and it kind of all came out of the pandemic. Uh, if you recall, when we went into shutdown and some of our our, our our big meat companies had big outbreaks and they shut plants down and all of a sudden we didn't have meat supply. And then more recently, uh, we've seen what happens when one of our five baby formula companies went down. We didn't have baby formula. Right. And, and we have a national food system that's pretty dependent on, uh, in many cases, a few very large companies. And when they're too big to fail and they fail, we got a problem. And so one thing that people may not realize about Eastern Market is we started out as a regional distribution center for wholesale fruits and vegetables. And, uh, you know, we still serve that function. So midnight to 5 a.m., we still have 30 or 30 to 40 Michigan farmers show up to sell to independent grocers
0: wow. And
1: uh, be- because of interest in Lansing and Washington and making our food system a little more less reliant on a few big companies, there's... A lot of support now to grow regional distribution of food products and it's a chance for us to recast our wholesale market and uh, do some things we've been piloting for a few years, which is uh, we actually have uh, over the last four years worked with a company called Michigan Farm to Freezer to take locally grown crops and do small batch freezing. We've worked with those same growers to do cut and pack, you know, with restaurants and hotels, labor shortages. They don't want to buy a head of lettuce. They want to buy a salad mix. And so we have the opportunity here to uh, to build a new wholesale facility that could serve more farmers and grow our food processing work that we've done with other partners. So it's a really interesting time in the food system in America that we need to we need to make it a little bit more resilient and less dependent on just a handful of companies in each category.
0: Well, you know, we've all heard of uh, farm-to-table. That was like the big thing, and it still is the big thing. But I've never heard the uh, Michigan farm to freezer before. Tell me more about that.
1: Well, it's, you know, small batch freezing disappeared from around the country. Uh, and this is a company that we uh, helped grow. They were based in Traverse City. And they, they, they built up a Detroit location. And it's grown into, you know, first of all, they were just service, servicing schools and universities and uh, uh, hospitals. And then when the pandemic came uh, and those markets disappeared, all of a sudden they they turned to a retail market and they found a lot of interest because people do want to eat local. And with the Michigan growing season only being six months long, Michigan Farm to Freezer gives people the opportunity to eat local all year round. And so, you know, if you're like me, Paul, and you go to the farmer's market this time of year, I get a little bit crazy and I buy enough produce for my wife and I that we don't necessarily go through it in a week's time. And uh, the, the, all that nutrition is kind of going down the drain in our refrigerator fresh drawer. We'd be better off buying frozen stuff, which is frozen at the peak of nutritional value and without any additives. And it's a it's a health, it's a health nutrient dense food that you can access easily in the quantities you need to.
0: Yeah, and 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 not everybody has been aware of this that we can get the 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 Eastern Market quality. And the vegetables, fruits, et cetera, from around here still get them, uh, but have them frozen. I mean, yep. I, I tend to think of everything that's been that I pick up anywhere frozen is not from around here.
1: Yeah, well, there's not much left. I mean, you know, truly, there's some really big producers in Northern Ohio. We actually did a pilot. Um, there's a company out in West Michigan that used to freeze peaches and apples, and they're the company that invented the apple snack. Uh, for McDonald's, So apples is their dominant business, and they, they got rid of their peach line because they wanted to focus on apples. And so we bought some of their equipment last summer and did a pilot run on peaches. Now, the interesting thing was we started getting calls from upstate New York and, and the Carolinas because there were no small-scale processing available to those growers either. And so there's, it's a real missing void, and so there's fun – you know, the USDA is aware of this, this uh, opportunity – and so some of the, the newer programs uh, do provide some funding to help us uh, expand this uh, this line of business and make Eastern Market more relevant uh, to farmers and uh, beyond the, the ones who come to our market on a you know, weekly basis uh, to, to get a specialized service, like taking what they can't sell fresh, freezing it, so they develop a new market.
0: Excellent. Uh, very educational this morning, Dan Carmody, President, Eastern Market Partnership. Any other questions? Uh Involvement partnerships uh, or such uh, as such uh, for eastern market partnerships in the city?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things we've been working on for the last five years is the expansion of the eastern market district. Uh, You know, if you've been around Detroit, you've noticed there's a a fair amount of vacant land. But when you look at all that vacant land, it's often not a development site because there are former residential properties and, and you might have 20 vacant lots but one of them is owned by somebody who doesn't want to sell. And so there there it sits. And so for the last five years, there's a 25 to 30 acre area just east of the market that's highly depopulated that we have been working with the city uh, to expand, uh, to provide space for food companies to stay in the Eastern market vicinity, which will give us another two of relevance to food businesses, because we'll have room to put put them there. And so... You know, as the market has been changing over the last 10 years in the Ikoria, the part that people know is the market now, a lot of those older buildings are really hard to keep in food use because they're difficult to make compliant with food safety laws. Concurrently, those those buildings are cool old brick structures that make great lofts or retail or office. And, and there's no reason not to do that except that we want to keep food in the heart of the market and we want to keep food as part of the central focus the market district. So by expanding it, you have the opportunity to keep food. You can carve out some spaces in those older buildings that, that we use for smaller food companies to help grow from the bottom up. But when they get to any size at all, now we have a place to keep them in and around the market district in the new expansion. All area. All,
0: uh, all good news and new news to us. We appreciate it, Dan. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Paul. Uh-huh, thank you. Dan Carmody, President, Eastern Market Partnership. More Opportunity Detroit coming up.